Hi everyone, this is Jackie Pillisoff. I'm the creator of my website, Divorced Girl Smiling. This is the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. It's the pilot episode. The reason I decided to start a podcast is because I've been writing articles for the last four and a half years, giving advice to men and women who are either thinking about a divorce, going through one, or dating after divorce. And I thought it was important to kind of talk about things and so everybody could hear my voice and just be more conversational. So this is the pilot episode. It's called Be Smart and Be Inspired. And the reason I chose that title is because with me is my first guest, Lisa Kaplan. She's a psychologist and a life coach and the founder of her practice, Smart Women Inspired Lives. So... Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jackie. I'm so glad to be here and excited for your podcast. I can't wait to listen to them. Ah, thank you. So Lisa is one of my favorite life coach slash therapists. And the reason is because I love her blog. I love your blog. Thank you. And also because you just have this vulnerability about you. You're kind of like me in that you're not afraid to be vulnerable and real and honest and talk about real life issues. But you're also, there's an element to you that is so inspiring. I mean, you see the good things and you try to show people how to look at things in a better light. And that's a hard thing to do when you're going through a divorce and life seems like it's awful and it's never going to get any better. Yes, yes. So with that... And Lisa has been a psychologist for 17 years and a life coach for six. Mm-hmm. So Lisa is actually happily married for what, 20 years? 27. Oh, 27 years and has how many kids? Three kids. So I think personally, without even really knowing, I think you have a good marriage. Uh-huh. And even people with good marriages, marriage is really hard, right? Marriage is really hard. And we've gone through some really, really challenging, difficult times. And I, I, what that led me to believe is maybe not everyone's supposed to stay married. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's this push for people that, oh, if, you've, if you don't stay married, you failed in some way. And I, disagree, I completely disagree with that. So even though Lisa is happily married, the reason I feel like she's a good guest for this show is because... You see a lot of clients who come to you and say, I'm thinking of getting divorced or that are going through a divorce Mm -hmm. or who are dating after divorce. So when these women come in to see you, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that they say to you? One of the most common things is I can't decide if I should get a divorce. I know I'm not happy. Um, But the other thing they say to me, and this is always the red flag where we get to do some really great work is they say, I don't know what I want. And that is really one of the biggest problems, I think, in relationships. If you don't know what you want, you can't ask for it, and your partner can't give it to you. And sometimes you'll ask, and they say, you know what, that's not something I can give you, and that's okay, but if you don't ask... So the problem might be them, not necessarily their marriage, and if they can fix themselves, the marriage might work. Possibly, or they'll be more confident in ending the marriage. Right. So either way, I really believe starting with yourself is the only way to go. Mm -hmm. Figuring out what's going on with you, 
And then from there, do I want to stay in this marriage or do I not? And if so, what's that going to look like? All right. So if someone comes to you and says, I don't know what I want, what, what do you say to them first? What's the first response? <laughs> the first response is, let's figure out what it is you want. What is it exactly that you want from a relationship? And a lot of times I hear things like, well, I want him to really understand me. I want him to, you know, know he should just know me. And we really work on what's realistic and what isn't. I think a lot of us were born with this, you know, Disneyland version of fairy tale relationships, and it's not like that. Or any romantic comedy movie or romance novel. You complete me. Right. Right. (laughs) How many many relationships did that movie? Oh, but I love that movie. I love that movie, but think about that line. Like, if we're looking for somebody to complete us, we're in big trouble. (laughs) And, And so is that other person, by the way. Versus bringing two really healthy whole people together and then seeing what you come up with together. Mm-hmm. So we talk about, you know, I always say, let's let's look at what's realistic, what isn't. Where did you get that idea? How beneficial is that to you? Um, a lot of times we're trying to fix something in ourselves with our partner. And they're trying to fix something of themselves with us. And so no wonder relationships don't really work when you lay it out that way. Right. That's just too much. It's impossible to fix each other. Right. Okay, let's shift gears to the person who walks in and says, my husband came home last night and told me he has met someone, he's he's in love, and we're getting divorced. Ay, ay, ay. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, the first thing I say is, let's just sit with that grief and the pain of that, because that is so, so painful and so understandable to be hurt and scared and all those other things so i really try to help my clients like let's sit in that let's just be okay with okay you know what's so weird about that is when i first told my therapist i was getting divorced this was almost 10 years ago Uh i i went in there and i said i think this time it's not going to work out i'm moving forward with a divorce and she said let's just sit here just sit here with me for a minute and just cry that's a good therapist. And I sat for about 45 minutes and just was hysterical. <laughs> That's a good therapist. That's someone mm-hmm. who knows. If you pass by that feeling, it's you're not really figuring it out. And so, so much of this is grief. You No one gets married thinking they're going to get divorced. Right. And also, you don't have to figure it out tomorrow. No. So you can <laughs> grieve and cry and feel sorry for yourself. I mean, I'm very much in my blog posts, I will say, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Don't play the victim. But at the beginning, you really are allowed and entitled to do that, don't you think? Oh, for sure. For sure. And it, it would be almost abnormal to not feel sorry for yourself. Mm-hmm. So allow yourself any of those emotions. Like your therapist said, let's just sit here. That's a smart thing to do. Let's just experience all the emotions. And then as you're starting to get a handle on the emotions, then you can decide what you want to do. You know, if your husband comes home and says that, one of the first things I would actually do is call a couple of attorneys and start to figure <coughs> out what my rights were early right. on. Right. You know, and that sounds very practical, but that's part of it. Right. So what I want to do, this is something that um, I think will be beneficial to my listeners. Um, And you just said the word divorce attorney. And before we move on, I just want to take a minute because I want to thank my sponsors of Divorce Girl Smiling. So um, Katz and Stefani is a Chicago-based divorce firm. And I've met all of their 15 attorneys there. They are really a professional, knowledgeable, successful group, and uh, I would highly recommend them. And my other sponsor that I would like to um, 
talk about is Vester Capital, which is a wealth management firm. And Elaine Moss is the person that I work with there. I personally have my account there. And they are just a class act. They have done so well for me, both in the market, but then also the, the customer service piece of it is really nice. So when people go through a divorce and they have to start managing their own money, it's really, those are two great firms that I would, would highly recommend. Great, good tips. Okay, so this is what I want to do. I want to read a letter from one of my readers. And then I want to get Lisa's feedback and advice. And then I'll give mine too. Okay. Okay? Love it. All right, so. I'm thinking about getting a divorce. I've been thinking about it for about three years. I got out of a very bad, abusive relationship a couple months after graduating from high school. Later on that year, before my 19th birthday, I met the guy who is now my husband. I was alone and vulnerable and never wanted a relationship, but he kept begging, so I eventually gave in and said we could give it a try, even though I felt it was wrong. I liked having someone around me, someone who wasn't abusive, someone who wanted to take care of me. A couple of months later, we got married, but for the past three years, I've been feeling trapped like I'm being suffocated. Most of the time, it feels like I can't breathe. I always fear, feel irritable around him but ha- and happy when he's not around. He's not a bad man, but I am not in love with him. I care about him, yes. But sometimes I find myself wishing that he would beat me so I can have an excuse to get a divorce. It scares me, yes, and I don't know how to tell him. I don't want to hurt him, but I feel things that I shouldn't be feeling, and I honestly don't know what to do. What do you think? Wow. So there's a bunch of red flags in there, but the biggest for me is that she's thinking, I almost want him to beat me. She needs to go talk to a therapist, and, she, and, and my advice to her would be, let's figure out what's going on for you. This, it, it actually has nothing to do with him. This is all what's going on for her, and that where she feels trapped and she can't breathe, she wants him to do something wrong, so then she has an excuse to leave him. This is all her emotional reaction to a love relationship, and so I think definitely some therapy or coaching where she really figures out what's going on. Okay, so it's. I wrote her back and said almost the same thing. I said, um, and and I don't have a license, by the way. (laughs) Maybe I should get one. Um, I said, that was my biggest thing that popped out in the whole email was that um, she was abused before in this relationship, and now she wishes he would abuse her so she could leave. And I wrote, I'm not sure you have healed from your prior relationship and there might be a part of you subconsciously who doesn't think you deserve to have this wonderful love from a man, but rather the abuse is for more, and I put in quotes, normal. So she's repeating the pattern. Um, I said, again, I could be wrong. I'm not a therapist, but... Listen to this. I wrote, but you should find out what's going on within yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, you know, yes. this is the thing that, and she's a young girl. Yeah, she's very young. And I never had anybody physically abuse me, but I get that feeling of um, feeling like you are just trapped and suffocated. I had some men when I was younger that really wanted to marry me. 
And at the time, I would always be like, ew. Like, it's, <laughs> it's too much. Right. And, like, I feel like, what a dummy I was. Because that's what I should have been attracted to. So... What ended up happening was I would break up with these guys and then I would go out with these guys that didn't treat me very well. And it uh-huh. took me a really long time to figure out that the somebody who is kind to you and cares for you and is paying attention to you and listens is who you want to be. You want to yeah. be suffocated, <laughs> you know? And so it took me till I'm 52 <laughs> to figure that out. Well, and you know, there's... <laughs> It's really interesting because we often will marry or be in love with love relationships and someone who makes us feel, you said it, um, the word you used was normal. Uh We're doing air quotes, by the way, for your (laughs) listeners who are air quoting. That makes you feel normal. And normal might be unhappy, but you're used to it. So that's what it sounds like with um, with this person that she's used to this. Um, you know, not not getting love, and she's uncomfortable when she is getting the love. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. <coughs> so, <Interesting>. sorry. <coughs> Sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. <coughs> Spring okay. allergies. So, allergies. so, what I'm also thinking is though that you're right. She needed to fix herself before getting into yes. this other relationship. Yes. But now so, she's in it. And so before she does anything drastic or dramatic, I would absolutely have her do some work on herself and figure out what's going on. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (coughs) Sneezing attack. Sorry. Okay. So the guy sounds wonderful to me. Yeah, he He sounds sounds like a very compassionate. And she also kind of belittles the concept of... um, of really caring about someone. You know, we also have this fantasy of this romantic love that lasts forever. And and the truth is, romantic love can look like a, you know, being in your pajamas together, just hanging out, watching TV. It doesn't have to be this flowery, you know, as you said, sit, uh, rom-com that we tend to believe in. So it sounds like there's a lot of potential in this relationship. She just can't see it. Right, right. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the next letter. So this is another email I got, and this is kind of an older person. Uh, I am looking for advice or input on my dilemma. I have been married for 22 years. Three months ago, my husband cheated on me while on a business trip with a woman he barely knows. After the initial shock, anger, and devastation, I decided to forgive his mistake and try to put us back together. At first, he was willing to do anything to make it work. Within days, he was uncertain if he still loved me and lo- or loved his married life, etc. He said he was in a midlife crisis and thought maybe he loved this stranger. Weeks passed, and I made a conscious decision to move forward with my life without him. We are now taking steps through mediation for divorce. We are very amicable And he and the woman are spending more time together. And I have reconnected with an old love from 22 years ago. I live in the state of New Jersey and I'm entitled to alimony. But New Jersey has strict statutes about alimony and cohabitation. And even if you're not living together, if you're in a relationship, your payer can request to terminate alimony. I have not worked for 10 years at the request of my spouse so he could follow his dreams with my help and support. I'm 46 and I'm terrified because I have a um I have I have a romantic relationship 
that he can do this. If you have any advice, please advise. Mm. <clears throat> okay, that's an interesting one. My advice for her would be to hire her own lawyer, not the mediator. Not that mediators aren't fantastic. They are. However, I think she needs to know her, her rights in this situation. Mm -hmm. She's in this very financially sticky situation. But also, it feels like she's rushing into the next relationship. Mm -hmm. So my advice to her would be get some legal advice, but then also slow down a little bit. Sit with okay, but Lisa, stuff. do you understand how hard it is to slow down? I do. Like, I get what you're saying, but uh -huh. when you're in it, <laughs> you are moving full force. I mean, my boyfriend now, I, I wanted to marry him after a month. Uh -huh. That was two and a half years ago. <laughs> you know, I would have done it. Right. But, you know, of course, he's much more sane than me. But, <laughs> you know, you when you fall, it's so yes. easy that I try not to judge because you just never know. I agree. And and I think this isn't, you know, this isn't judging that she's doing the wrong thing, but rather just let's just sit on it that you're not diving into the next thing that feels like it's going to be protection mm -hmm. versus like a true intimate relationship. Okay, I have another thought here. Okay. She has every right to her alimony in my yes. opinion. Yes. Now there's another thing here that's going on, though, that I don't like. She needs to be more self-sufficient and maybe think about going back to work for other reasons than money. So I hope she gets to keep her alimony. I don't think it's fair that if somebody has a relationship, they shouldn't get alimony. But right. let's say it falls through and the guy right. wins. Or how about just subsidizing with a job and having the alimony and more money right plus other things a job will do is give you self-confidence yes um it will make you like yourself more there are so many benefits to going back to work that i can't even count yes and and i will tell you having personally gone through it it's the scariest thing with yes. technology any job you take yes. you have to catch up yes with trying to balance kids and family and now trying to do what you did when you were in your 20s and 30s when you didn't have kids right and now you have kids and you have to do the same thing and run a household it's, it's so hard very but if you find something that you really really love or even just like and you see those paychecks coming in it is such stability security you get this renewed sense of empowerment yes and you you love your life yes because she right now is so dependent on this ex-husband that it's really scary as regarding her how she feels about herself what her next steps are. And that's why I'd hate for her to jump into another relationship because she thinks she has to. Right. Right. Exactly. So I totally agree with you. She so, deserves and, and the And go money. ahead and date this guy and have the time for of your sure. life. Have great sex. But do it. Safe sex, but great way, sex. Yes. And just have a good time, but but make a life for yourself. I agree. You know, because as her kids get older, she's going to want to save for college for them. Yes. And try to keep the alimony also. Yeah, she deserves it. Mm -hmm. She took 10 years off. Right. And she can't make up that time or that lost income. Right. But she might find so many gifts in yes. going back to work. Yes. Even if it's at first it seems like a kind of a menial job, that's okay. Start at anything. 
get some confidence in your skills. And you were you brought up the greatest point about the technology. It is very hard to dive back in. Mm-hmm. The technology has changes changed so dramatically. So start with a small job, learn the skills, go from there. She'll feel so okay. Much do you know that my when I went back to work, the first job I got was with the Pioneer Press, and I was hired to stand outside like a Walgreens in (laughs) Glenview and Northbrook and take pictures of people and get opinions, like a man on the street interview, take a picture and ask them a question. They gave me the question to ask, like, what book are you reading this summer? And then then I just gave the, uh, I wrote down their answer, took their picture, and it felt like I was a college intern. (laughs) But it led to me writing business feature stories, um, my Love Essentially column, because they got to know me, and I eventually worked my way up. There you go. And so it's definitely a success story. Right, and look now, you have your own business, you're helping a lot of people. Exactly. And I just think it makes you... You, that that feeling that you're dependent on completely dependent on another person that is it's brutal it's crushing right her alimony check should be like oh this is gravy yes you know yeah woo all right let's put this in savings and then also when you work you don't feel guilty about buying yourself things and enjoying your life. I mean, exactly. what are we all here for? To enjoy exactly. ourselves, have fun, and take trips, and totally and buy agree. ourselves things that we like. That's why it's here. Yes. And when you're a working mother, I think you get this kind of attitude like, you know what? I'm working my butt off. I do so much for my kids. Now I'm going to do something for me. Hell yeah. And that <laughs> is called happiness exactly. and balance. And and you've earned it. You've done the work. You've earned it. You feel good about it. You don't feel like you're depending on someone else. These are crucial, crucial right. things. I totally right. agree with you. Um, okay, do we have any more advice for her? Do you um, think she did the right thing leaving her husband? I think she really had to, ultimately. It sounded like he was going to move on with someone else. And I'm I'm glad she did. I just want her to take care of herself. I really want her to strengthen herself before she dives in too deeply into the next relationship. But I agree with you. Have some fun. And also, you know what makes me really mad? It's frustrating because I think that this man is going to completely regret what he did. Mm-hmm. He may even try to get back with her, and uh-huh. she probably won't do it. Right. But he is going to regret. You know, he thinks he might love this stranger. Of course he loves her. It's great sex. Exactly. They're having a good time. Of it's course. secret. It's wrong. It's right. How fun sexy. is all that? Right. It's fun for about three months. Right. And then he's going to face the reality. Right. And it sounds like she has kids, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And so he's changed his whole life for a couple nights of fun. Right. And it's it's just so hurtful. Mm. You know? Exactly. That was the first thing I thought when you were reading it. Like, oh, that's so hurtful. All right. Well, this was fun. Yay. I have a couple more questions. Sure. I want to know for all the divorce moms out there, what do you feel like your divorce moms that come to see you? What are their challenges? The A lack of confidence, very similar to this last one you just read. A lack of confidence about taking care of themselves, um, taking care of their families. I think the most common things that they say to me when they first start is, I'm afraid I'm going to end up in the gutter with my kids. They're terrified of that. And many of the women I've seen hadn't worked for many years, so they're not confident about their skills. Uh, Just even getting out there and writing a resume, things like that. So 
um, I really talk about, all right, let's step one. What's the small, let's do one small thing. What's something simple you can do? What are some skills that you already have? How can we build on them? I'm always shocked that, that um, moms don't think they have skills. What a joke that is. Do you know why that is? <laughs> because they've been married. They've been a stay-at-home mom. They've been in an unhappy marriage. Yep. And all their husband has done is feed them negativity. Yes. So, And I'm not blaming the husband. The no. wife probably has fed him negativity, too. Exactly. Because the marriage wasn't working. Right. So you have this... I felt so frumpy and just like I had no self-worth. Right. Nothing to offer. Exactly. It was the worst point in my life is when I was first getting divorced. I yes. felt like I had nothing to offer. Exactly. A lack of confidence. You haven't heard affirm- words of affirmation, love, all those things. So that's really the And first... you haven't worked. You have right you So you, you forgot how good you were in your company when you won exactly. employee of the month when you were twenty seven. Exactly. Well exactly so many women forget that they're educated, that they're they have a bunch of skills, they're creative, all these things. So I really help them build up their self confidence about all those areas so they can go out into the world and say, Hey, you're lucky right. to have me. All right, last <laughs> question. Why should the divorced mom be inspired? Oh, because why not, really? What's the alternative? Be unhappy? It, it, you're you're going to either be divorced and inspired or you're going to be divorced and unhappy. You get to choose. So if you're going to be divorced and unhappy, that just sounds like picking the worst of both worlds. Mm-hmm. If you're divorced, whether you wanted the divorce or not, why not be inspired? Like, hey, this is a new start to my life. I get okay, to Okay, that's it. what I was going to say. <laughs> you should definitely be inspired, even in the lowest point Pull it out from wherever you need to. Yes. You got your health. You got your children's health. Yes. You've got a beautiful home over your head. Maybe you have to move. So what? It's so all material what? things. Stuff. You have um, the rest of your life. You could fall madly in love again and have this love affair that and say, my ex-husband was right for leaving me because <laughs> this is so much better. Right. You know, there's so many po- there's so many possibilities and so, so many things ahead. Yes. And I know it's really scary and it's depressing yes. and hurtful. Yes. And it takes a long, long time to get there. It does. I you know But maybe not even as long as you think. It and it doesn't have to. It's really how you decide to look at it. And you know, so many women I know who are happily divorced really said, Yeah, that hurt. It wasn't what I wanted at the time. But I decided, all right, I'm moving on. I, I'm going to make the best life I can. And they found, they said they found things that they never would have found out about themselves or their children or their abilities if that divorce hadn't happened. Or they never would have gone back to school or they never exactly. would have taken the trip to Israel exactly. or they never would have ran the marathon. All of those things that they mm-hmm. just, right, because they were living kind of this sad, unhappy life with this person. Too afraid right. to do anything, complacent. Yeah, so they... Go and you know this is the other piece of this that I what the inspired piece is. Step into the fear. You're going to be afraid. It's going to be really scary to walk into an office and apply for a job or start go on a first date. Oh well, you're not going to die from any of those things. Mm-hmm. You are not going to die. And how about the twenty rejection letters you're going to get before you get a job? Yep. Who cares? Who cares? It's so not personal. No. And exactly. And you're not going to die from it. 
it's going to feel uncomfortable and then oh well send another one keep going and then you're going to start to see how strong you really are right if you can handle all those things that right. come your way you're going to go i can't believe i'm this strong and then you look back and you go i can't believe i i, I couldn't handle anything now now <laughs> it's like a breeze yeah, nothing bring it up oh three appliances just broke today okay <laughs> i can handle that <laughs> right exactly exactly a whole new outlook on life yep Absolutely. Well, Lisa, this was so much this fun. You are an amazing therapist Thank and life you. coach, and I would Thank highly recommend Lisa to anyone who is looking to talk to somebody for some support and inspiration. Um, and thank you for listening to the first episode of the Divorce Girl Smiling podcast. Let's see. How should I? How should I sign off? You my tagline. A, yeah, you need to. If, yeah. Okay, my tagline is: If you want a Cinderella story, be your own fairy godmother. Ooh. You're the only one who can pick out the perfect glass slipper. <gasps> I love that. I got goosebumps. <laughs> I so thanks it. for listening, everyone. <laughs>